<laughs> and welcome to Mind Body Stuff. <laughs> How's it going, you guys? Oh my gosh, we've appreciated all your comments on the last podcast. It's about amazing control. stuff. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really interesting when we start like thinking about it. And I love just, I love the questions you guys are bringing up in your own lives and sharing them with us. Like, just going back to that, where is this need or desire for control coming from? Is it benefiting my life? Is it enhancing relationships? Is it making my life better? Or is it, or is it not? Is it causing stress? Is it causing tension? And then, you know, adjusting or trying to adjust from there. And and I love that some sense of control is healthy mm-hmm. and yeah. some isn't healthy and only only we you know can can know that for our lives and just kind of assessing it I think is really important and what a great way to do it by sort of talking about it sharing sharing our issues with it and then kind of figuring out what our own balance is with it exactly I think that's like so and it's really helpful to read your comments too because mm-hmm. it helps me reflect on my own stuff as well like Absolutely. I'm like oh yeah I do that too or, or you're like, this is what worked for me. And it's, it's just really super, super helpful. So we really appreciate all those comments. Really, really do. We do. Um, so today we are going to talk about, well, I'm going to give a little intro first. So, dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. okay. So we're going to talk about, um, just like the business side of Ula for a second. So we have hired, um, Julie Cahill for those of you who don't know her or do know her. She's amazing. She's um, an instructor. She's just a really wonderful, intelligent woman, and she is going to help us with our strategic planning strategic and marketing planning. because turns out we're kind of crappy at it. <laughs> we're like planning. What's that? We just want to do in the moment. <laughs> we want to do choreography. What about that song? Oh yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> Let's talk about our feelings, not Bing. about marketing. Marketing. <laughs> Why do we have to market? Oh, because it's a business. Turns out we do. Although we've huh. done relatively well for being very bad pretty, at marketing. Pretty darn well for not really knowing what we're Julie, doing. Julie's going to help us though. Um, so part of our prep, we're having a strategic planning retreat this weekend up at Bernice's Lake House. Thank you, Bernice, for that. Well, this is my, why I got it just for you guys. Thanks. Um, so we're so Julie sent over all these questions and we're really trying to get our our mission statement and our vision and and just kind of everything really um locked down and in clear definable terms. But the thing that I always struggle with still me myself I have a hard time talking about Ula because there's like the heart of this program is about doing the deeper work and understanding that we are more than our physical selves and trying to help people um, trust their own experiences, their own bodies, trust one another, um, feel joy and pleasure in moving their bodies, going inside and doing the deeper work, looking at their emotions, figuring out how to heal, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Having releases, you know, being curious about who we are and why we react the way we do when we do a song, all those things. But the hard thing for us is when we can't talk about Ula, when when it's hard for us to sort of um, delineate it into a few sentences, really, then it's hard for our instructors and our participants to 
be able to share that information to a broader audience. And the thing that's especially hard for me is when I describe what Ula is, it sounds really serious. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, Uh-oh. when I try to write about Ula, when I'm trying to like get these statements down, it sounds so much more serious than it is. And the thing is, it's super fun. But when you say it's a super fun dance workout, it's missing and it's lacking so much of the actual depth and the transformation, which is my why for doing the work. So it's really hard for me because I struggle about talking about how fun it is, but then I'm like, yeah, but this is literally missing the entire reason why I do it. We had this discussion the other day here in the office <laughs> and it turned out that Kaylee and I started sort of shouting we at each other. It. We were fighting. We were totally <laughs> and fighting she was about like, it. She was like, you know, it's, it's not just fun. It's, you know, she was going for the deeper stuff and I'm like, but you can't lose the fun. It's totally fun. But it's hilarious. We were just started shouting each other basically about the same thing. All you want to do is dance, Bernice. That's all you ever (laughs) want to do is just dance. You just want to go dive into the dark side. <laughs> but it was true. It was really, that, that's why we're but talking that, about this today. That's our struggle. And so this morning I was scrolling on Instagram and I happened upon, um, so this woman that I follow, her name is Laura Hyman and she's um, just kind of like a body genius. She's a yoga instructor. She's a physical therapist. A lot of what she posts on Instagram is all about like, alignment and moving correctly in our bodies, etc. Um, so one of the things she wrote on Instagram today, which just like hit me like a ton of bricks. Kapow! 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 <laughs> <laughs> it says Like a Marvel superhero is what it was like. It hit you so hard. <laughs> yes. You weirdo. Uh, um, it says for something to ch- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it says this is serious, you okay. guys. It says, for something to change, it must first move. Okay, I'm going to say that again. Think about this. For something to change, it must first move. Then she goes on to say, from the depths of despair to the elation of life force, know this. Move and you will feel a shift. And I thought, ding, 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 ding. This is why this work doesn't just happen by merely talking about it or by merely thinking about it or or it doesn't even happen just when we're when we're when we're physically um you can't have the depth of this mind body practice without all without all the pieces but we can't forget that it is it it has to be done in the body Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but from the depths of despair to the elation of life force know this move and you will feel a shift and this doesn't just have to do with the physical body like for something to change it must first move yes if you move your physical body chances are it will begin to change but the goal is like going deeper than just the physical where are your emotions lodged where are they stuck within your body where are your relationships in your life feeling stuck where are your your purpose in your path are you feeling stuck anywhere in your in your life the key to get to, to, to have a shift or a change happen is movement. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's it. Da, 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 da. That's, that's what Ula, that's what Ula does. And then here's the other piece. And you'll probably notice this popping up in our marketing materials here soon. But then to make this work have longevity, 
It has to be pleasurable and enjoyable, and that is why ULA is so fun. Oh, that is such a great way to say it. Because you can't just do this work and have it be hard and just difficult and not fun, or you're going to, it's it's just, it's going to be too heavy. And it's no one wants much. to go. No one wants to do that. I don't that. want to do that every day. Like, today I just want to, you know, have fun and maybe sneak some emotion in, um, which happens inadvertently or advertently in class. Totally. Which is the beauty of it. Without yes. having to sort of physically say or mentally say to yourself, today's the day. Today's the day. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to feel something. I'm going to feel. I'm going to work on this feeling, which some <laughs> of us do, which is totally fine. But some of us, you know, we come to class. We dance around a little bit. I look over at Angie Garrett. She smiles at me. I look over at Sue LaRue. Maybe she's got a tear in her eye. And then suddenly off I go into my right. own work, into right. my own stuff communally with everybody moving with everyone to the music it is really mind-blowing and for me what I'm more curious about is why is ULA so effective Mm. because as a mental health counselor I'm like well talk therapy is effective you know yes there are you know there are many types of therapy that can be effective but ULA in itself seems to be so so effective for people And really it was when Kaylee said this, that it's the movement combined with the music, combined with the community that makes this whole thing combined with the fun aspect Mm -hmm. so accessible and so um, great for us to process our stuff if we want to. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like mind blowing. And there's like, there's very specific ways in which this happens as well. It doesn't just randomly happen. So part of why this is happening is by very, very carefully curated playlists. Mm-hmm. And that's why these playlists are such a, are such a big, a big thing. And actually Julie was telling the story of, um, another instructor who's her friend. And she said it was, it was a small class that day. It was like her, two other instructors and one brand new person to class. And she said, for those of you who know what the ULA class curve is, let me just, or, or actually I'm going to explain it for those of you who don't, because mm-hmm. for those of you who do, this is going to be repeat information. But for those of you who don't know what the ULA class curve is, we start, so just think about maybe like what our, what our warmup is right now. This is, um, this is, this is, well, maybe let's take our last warm up for example. That's kind of a better example is you start with, you start with a song like, um, dance where you're getting people into their bodies, even girl gang, you're getting people into their bodies. There's oh, yeah. that like sassiness. It's a girl gang. And you're just kind of getting people moving. You're getting them into the space, into their bodies. And then we gradually bring the intensity of the physical the physicality, so the intensity physically is starting to to develop as is the emotional intensity is going to start building. So we don't place our very like powerful emotionally songs at the beginning of the playlist because we haven't built up to that intensity yet. So you're not going, so if you think about like how you get a release from something is you build up a lot of pressure. So what we're doing is we're trying to build up, we're building up, we're, we're generating the story. We're bringing in all of these different pieces. So then at about three quarters into the playlist, whoa, there's this like opportunity for this really kind of massive release to happen. And why does that happen? Because we've hit a point at the highest physical intensity and the highest emotional intensity. And then you can get that 
you can get that release. And then the, the rest of the playlist kind of brings the intensity of both the physical and the emotional down. And you're kind of tired there, too. Yes. So, of course, there has to be some sort of physical fatigue, I physical think. Physical fatigue is very important. It's yeah. like, think about after you've had, like, a really long day or you've been up for, you know, hours and hours and hours. Or you've worked out really hard. You're just, you're, you're we physically kind of want to break open the exterior mm -hmm. so that we can more easily get to that emotional place because our physical our physical bodies are in a way our armor so we've got quarter two workshop coming up the theme is from armor to amour our physical bodies often act as armor as protection when we can break away those layers so a lot of times it's protecting us from these emotions that we may be afraid to look at or feel or whatever so when we can break away a little bit of this armor by physically exhausting ourselves, then the emotional release can happen more easily. So that's why it's very important they are conjunct and working together, this physical intensity with the emotional intensity. The storyline has to build. We have to get all this conflict. We've got to feel the tension, and then we can have the release. So what happened when this instructor and the two other instructors in her class and then the new woman, when they were all dancing together – about three quarters in because they followed the playlist that Ula gives out every single week. We, we provide a playlist for all instructors to use if they'd like or use as a reference. And that week they had used the, the Ula playlist that week. And about three quarters in, this woman, um, I guess she just started crying. And then she goes, what was that? Oh. What was that? Like, why did that happen? And the thing is, and this is where I get kind of hung up on, is... She didn't, she probably didn't come to Ula because she was expecting that to happen. She probably came because it, she, she probably heard that it was a really fun dance workout class. Mm -hmm. And she came in and, and, and the experience took her to this place that she may be not anticipating. That's why she was like, what was that? What just happened? But it is, it's the, the movement piece has to be there. I, I feel like to get this really, um, this really deep work and to, to acknowledge ourselves as full beings. We are not just our physical body. We're not just our brains. We're not just our, our emotions. We are so many layers put together to create each of us individually. And when we try to single out each of these different layers, yes, it's important to do that type of work as well. But I think when we can combine them, that's, that's some full being, health and wellness right there full being health and wellness and we've been reading this book another segue from <laughs> women's bodies women's wisdom by dr northrup christ christian christian yes. christian northrup and it was written in the i think in the late or no mid 90s mid 90s, mid -90s. It was. anyway one of the things that um kaylee's been talking about off and on is how we store emotions not just in our brain but how they're also stored in our organs mm -hmm. and in the cells of our bodies actually that there's a there's an intricate dance between our organs and our neurons and our nerves and yeah. our brain yeah so emotions can actually begin at the stomach and go up to the brain and tell the brain, watch out, I'm feeling upset now. Totally. So it's not which just... Is counter, which is counter... Um, not intuitive. intuitive. Maybe not. Or, or it's counter to what we think about what, our thoughts. And kind of what, we, what we've been taught what or we've what we sort of thought was happening. Yes, so the brain exactly. was telling us this stuff. But of course, as I do more and more research, 
it's of course a much more interactive organism that we live in that one would think anyway. But anyway, in this book, Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom, she says, this is in the mid-90s, they were already doing research then where they were seeing that there were emotions basically living, how does she say it, between the between cells. Between the cells. So you imagine your physical body, like all these little cells, but 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 your emotions and and even the the the, um, the mind. Almost. Yes, parts of yeah, the mind itself. It's living in the space between, between. the cells. So here's the thing, you guys. Hello. We can't. We can no longer believe that our mind is in our brain. Mm-hmm. Our mind is in our body. Mm-hmm. It's like in our bodies. And then and now we get back to the point of why movement is so important. Absolutely. Because then if it's just my brain doing the work, like let me process how I feel about my mother. Right. You know, whatever it is. You know, sure I can do that for a long time and it'll be effective if I just sit with my brain for a while. But let's say we throw in movement with that. Mm-hmm. And we open up our hearts. Maybe I do something with my hip. Maybe I fling my leg open. Whatever it might be. Ooh, oops. Sorry about that. <laughs> Mommy. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny, but I'm so sorry. But but have you ever noticed, like, when you do a certain movement, this is going to make us last for just a little bit. And then you're thinking about your mom. And then you fling your leg open. <laughs> mama! <laughs> Help me, mama! <laughs> Sometimes in those moments, you might have an emotional reaction that you weren't even anticipating. Totally. Right? Just you're from like, using your body. Yeah. You're like, what was what that? What was that? Yes. Like we talked about in one of those earlier podcasts with the I am free thing. Yeah. Part of it's throwing my hands up. Totally. And throwing my head back and yeah. shouting those words. I it's all free. physical. I am free. Again, that's mind blowing to me that that, that that is in my body somewhere yes. that I need to express that. Yes. 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 So for something to change, get dislodged, shift, first comes the movement, which I'm like, oh, that's it. Um, so, so with it, can I go back to the business for a yes, second? Yes, please. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but with this, like, you know, I just, I still struggle so much talking about that. Like how to reconcile the two very vastly different sides of Ula that are equally important. Equally important. Hello. They are. They are. Yeah. And, and, and I guess for me, because I feel like I am on a quest for, um, like deep, deeper, meaning to everything Mm -hmm. that I do, I am drawn to the things that I believe have deeper meaning. So for me, me personally, if Ula were advertised as a super fun dance workout, I probably wouldn't be that interested. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, if something were marketed to me as a mind body connection and like getting in your bodies and, you know, moving through emotions and stuff, then I'd be like, now that's interesting to me, but I realize I'm not like everyone. And so we've got to figure out a way to to speak about Ula and and honestly I met with a friend yesterday and she's just amazing I love her and she's a game changer human being but she said Kaylee you just need layers of marketing you need different layers of marketing mm-hmm. she said there's so many different layers to Ula and you just need to add layers into your marketing and I thought oh yeah that makes sense and knowing our demographics so of course there will be people that are like you that want to know yeah I want that deeper. I want to go there I want to go there and there'll be people it. like me that even though I do want to go there but I'm defended 
I think, slightly defended. Sure. So if someone tells me, well, we're going to take you deep, part of me is like, yeah, whatever. Totally. I'm not, I'm not going there. Well, you resisted Ula when you first tried it. I did. I resisted Ula. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, no, I'm not I'm doing it. like this. So... I need the fun component thrown in. Thrown in. Thrown in. Thrown in. I, I need that fun thrown in. <laughs> you throw that in and spread my leg open like that. Yeah, mama. <laughs> hey, mama. <laughs> so sorry. So sorry, everybody. But yeah, I, I need that fun component thrown in. So you're going to get me to come. And then I'm going to be like, oh my oh, gosh. Wow. Why did I just cry when I sang I am free? Exactly right. Totally. Exactly totally. I know, right. And I know, I know I need to work on that. I've also, one thing I've been um, doing lately, you guys, is I've become a, a obsessive compulsive with astrology and getting my chart read. <laughs> I've literally had three astrological readings in two months. Yeah. She's had quite a few. And I make, I make Bernice <laughs> listen to all of them. <laughs> and then when I go to sign up, the person's already full. Well, I'm lucky. okay all right then (laughs) i'm kidding um you only want the best lady though i know i want the the best lady and she's been on vacation i've been tracking her with her boyfriend her husband her partner have anyone else except deborah can you deborah do you hear me (laughs) will you take me will you take me deborah take me to the stars anyways for (laughs) for those of you who don't know much about astrology so what when you have your astrological astrological Chart red. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Thank you, Ms. Lindner. Stop. Okay. When you have your astrological chart read. Very good. See how good that was? Very nice. Um, what they do is you give them, before your reading, you give them the exact location and time of your birth. So I would say, Helena, Montana, October 23rd, 1983, 4.27 p.m. And then what they do is they map out where all of the planets were at the time of your birth. Does it sound crazy? Not to me, to maybe you. Maybe, sure. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that think, okay, what does that even matter? But the cool thing is these these charts, they, they're so individualized. Literally, it's the moment that you're born. So it's much, much, much more personalized than being like, I'm a Libra. I leave it, I read in the newspaper every day the horoscope for Libra. So Libra is just my sun sign. It's nothing more than where the sun was at the time of my birth. It was in Libra. Okay, that's all that means. So um, what what this reading, what these three readings that I've had in the last two months. Three three readings in two months, what they keep telling me, and I'm just going to, I like wrote a, a bunch of this down. They have all basically said, so, so I am here on a deep spiritual, spiritual journey. Um, and, and part my work is all about that. So, um, they said, I'm constantly on a search for evolution, transformation, and truth. Um, there's a tremendous di- desire to not only do this with myself, but also with my clients. And I thought, hmm, how cool is that? And and Deborah, who's kind of like the famous one, um, she said, she said, Kaylee, your purpose in this life is to, and I think I told maybe this in a podcast, but to take people's hand and bring them through the fire and mm-hmm. show them that hope is on the other side. And and sometimes with Ula, here's the thing, you guys, sometimes I get like almost embarrassed to be like. Is it weird that I want to go to these deep places? Is it weird that I want to like, you know, 
do these songs that make us like really drop into places that we normally don't go into like is this weird and you know, some sometimes when I get pushback from instructors I get a lot of pushback from instructors or from participants then sometimes it makes me question myself and I'll really be like yeah this is probably weird maybe people actually just want to have a fun time and I'm I'm the freak who like wants to do all this you know this like deeper work and it's just nice to have my chart read because from three different people they said no this is what your this is what your work is about yeah and then I'm like, okay, this is this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And even if you don't want to do it, they said, even if she doesn't want to do it, she just has to do it. Yeah. Like, it's that's just how it is. They said, I have a, a yod, which is called finger of God. And what it is, it basically makes a triangle and it's like pointing. And, and, and they, they just say like, you can't, you cannot get out of this work. Like, no matter how hard you try, if you try, you will not be able to not do this work. Yeah. And another thing, this, um, this, this latest woman, um, Jessica, I can give you guys her information if you want to look her up, but she's really cool. So. She said, your Pluto to your sun is such an important planet to talk about, and it's just incredible depth and intensity you bring to the work you do. But your moon in Taurus is your emotional needs. What are you here to do in this lifetime? And the moon in Taurus is all about embodiment, which, hello, that's the dancing part, in the house of your self-worth. So in English, what this means is that part of your life setup has for you has been to find and identify your self-worth in the space of whatever your journey has been up until now and finding and presencing yourself to your value. I'm going to go even deeper and say this is a this is a lifetime that you are truly healing, maybe even lifetimes of feminine values having been misunderstood and co-opted by patriarchy. Times in which people have been really stripped of their self-worth and part of this lifetime is absolutely about reclaiming the sense of self-worth for yourself. The yod, finger of God, is to its moon, which is all about your emotional needs and the feminine, and it's in the sign of the feminine. Taurus is in your house of self-worth. So if you think about the work that we do in Ula, I mean, so much of it is, yes, like reclaiming our self-worth, rising up to our power, um, living our full potential, understanding that we are these like magnificent beings mm -hmm. and, 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 and dancing dance. I mean, dance is such a, like a, it's such a fundamental human thing, but it's also this celebration. So I just, I love that she ties in the worth. Um, she ties in so many different pieces that, that we do in Ula. And so it's kind of just helped me in these last couple months to be like, okay, I'm actually doing... It's okay. It's, it's all right. I'm a good girl. <laughs> Are you a good girl? I'm a good girl. You're a good girl. <laughs> <laughs> so it's interesting. You guys, I really suggest if you're if, if any of this is somewhat interesting to you or if you've had your chart read before, if you're interested, let me know and I'll give you the names of the three different women I've you talked to. You can't go with the one I'm trying to get on, though. With. Yeah, Bernice is first. If there's I'm an first, opening, it's hers. First in line. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I... I, I, I I just love this concept of embodiment too. I love the concept of we must embody this. One of the the first lady I talked to, Deborah, she said, you know, all these people like trying to do all this, this work, whatever. She's like, but I'm like, all right, now get it in your bodies. You've got to embody it. And I think that's what we're doing with Ula. But I think beyond Ula, I think this movement piece, like we kind of talked about at the beginning of this podcast, ties into any aspect of our life, anywhere you're feeling stuck. 
anywhere you're feeling stuck in your life, inviting movement. Mm-hmm. Inviting yeah. in movement. Right. Even today, like, oh, I'm going to segue really quick. We in, Segue. In ULA 1 class, and we were holding some positions, and Kaylee always says, you know, but if you need to move a little bit here, mm-hmm. feel free to move a little bit. And I, and being a former dancer, I get kind of like, you will get your head on your knees, and you will hold that, and you will go further and push your back down onto your stomach. And um, <laughs> he had some mean self-talk voice. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but then after, you know, when Kaylee's like, then you should move. Oh my God, today it, I could feel like I would be in these held positions and I'd be pushing myself. And then I'm like, hold on, hold on. Don't mm. be so static in your thinking here. Uh-huh. Maybe you can move a little bit, even in this held position, that that's okay because you've given us permission to do yeah. that. And when I started to kind of just move and back and forth with my hips or my legs, I could feel change happening in my body. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I, I could love feel that. like almost these releases happening in my hips, in my back. And in my abdominal muscles and my core, which normally I'm just very static. Just hold it. I will get there. I will get there. And um, so even inviting that movement there, it created mm. it created an opening in that static energy. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. So it was very, that's why for me, I was, today was very like, whoa, okay. It is okay, uh-huh. again, to invite movement. Yeah. Um even into these static poses. Yes. And if you if if you've taken a class from me, I always start static poses with movement because my body when I initially get into kind of one of the deeper stretches, my body I can feel it kind of tense up because it is it it's there is an intensity to it. So when I just allow my body to rock gently side to side, which which I pretty much always do when I get into a deeper stretch, I rock side to side. I feel like my body is then like, okay, this isn't so intense or this isn't, this isn't, I don't know. It's not as scary because also you have to remember that your muscles are going to tighten to try to protect your body. Mm -hmm. And so when I just say, you know what, let's just gently rock side to side like this, this, this is safe. This is gentle. Then I can, I can also feel my body just kind of relax a little bit. And then once I've shown my body, it's okay. You can relax relax, then it can find a sense of stillness without it feeling like intense or without it feeling like it's being held. Yes. It's like, like it has to hold the stretch. It's just kind of like resting or like surrendering to that, to that stretch, to that, to that opening, to that release. Letting those muscles and those cells, those fibers, muscle fibers know you can let go right here. Yes. And then I found that in my, then I would hold a stretch again in a static position and I could go deeper. You can go deeper. In stretch. But I'm the same way. I have to first invite movement into it and then I can, I can, my body can trust it and then it can go deeper into yeah, it. Yeah. Pre- it was pretty amazing. But I mean, don't you think that's a smart defense mechanism at first when you're going somewhere deep or whatever to first like have your, have your muscles respond by like tightening? Yeah. Like, oh, yes. We're going to keep you safe. We're yeah. not going to go now, there. watch out. Watch you out. Might pop your, you know, hip out or something <laughs> here, little lady. Slow down. You know, yeah, it's a, it's a great defense. And it's also how we are in, even in our personal lives oh, in terms absolutely. of mental health or whatever. Of course, sometimes. And that's why, let's talk about why Google works again. So that's why sometimes you'll come to class and you'll be like, mm, I don't need it. I'm fine today or whatever. Yeah. Or even if it's like, I do want to work on this aspect of my life or I had stress at work today. But you notice that 
if you just release yourself into the music and the movement, which is a meditative process itself because you're trying to remember the movement, so you're engaging the brain and the body Mm -hmm. to engage in the movement, suddenly you'll notice those emotions start coming up more freely than if you just came in and said, all right, let's work on our stress. Uh Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's almost that combination of meditative quality with the movement, with the concentration, and then the letting go, being in the moment, and suddenly things can arise. Yes. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Mm -hmm. And I think going also back to um, that fist analogy that we always use. So just put your hand in a fist right now and make it really tight. Nothing can get in and nothing can can get out. And that's kind of what our muscles do to protect us. They're like, I'm going to be nice and tight and I'm going to hold you here. Nothing is going to get in. Nothing's going to get out. But then if you just begin to gently open the hand slowly then you make way for movement to actually happen. You make way for things to come and go and flow. And, and same thing like you're talking about with these, with the, with the emotions. It's like, I'm just going to, I'm going to just open up space a little bit. Mm-hmm. Rather yeah. than forcing or pushing, I'm going to work on stressing. Right. You just kind of like open up you're to like, it. It's okay. Let's just dance for a while. Yeah. Yeah. You're sort of massaging your own brain. You are. I think that's a your great way to, yeah. You know, like, it's yeah. all right. It's yes. okay. We don't have to go there right now because of course we all have defense mechanisms. They do help keep us alive. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with them. Sometimes they get in charge and we need to turn them down. Yes. Um, but that's why it works so well. Cause sometimes if you've noticed you're doing Ula and suddenly your defenses are down. Mm-hmm. Yes. Suddenly of all the things, how I react in my world, you know, I'm a good girl and I smile and I'm friendly. Hello. Mm-hmm. How are you, neighbor? Suddenly I'm in the movement and the and the music and the class. And then I look over and all the, the facades of maybe what I've learned and how to be in this place socially fall away. Yeah. And yes. it's just me. Yes. And then I look over at you and it's just you. Yes. For a little bit. And then I'm like, oh. I love that. It's okay. We're and- okay here. Yes. Yeah. And I think and I think that's that's one of the um big important reasons why um an instructor must be able to model this as well because um your participants aren't going to be if if they are taught and told every day that they have to smile and that they have to be nice and they can't make waves. Well, that is just going to naturally transfer over to how they are in an ULA class because that's just how they are in their lives. But if, if the instructor and also the, the surrounding participants kind of say, you know what, here there aren't, any, there aren't any rules about how you have to be. Let's take the facade and all these should, these shoulds that we hear, I should be this way, I should be that. Let's let, this, let's let this be a space of honesty. Let's let this space be one of trust. Then when you have those people modeling that for you, then you can say, oh, she looks angry or she looks pissed and, and, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. No one's judging her. No one is, 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 you know, making any assumptions about her. She is freely expressing her emotions in this song. And that's what's going to allow our participants to start to, to walk down those roads that feel a little bit uncomfortable in different parts of their lives. Mm-hmm. And so by being able to model this as instructors or even as fellow participants, ambassadors, whoever, whoever it is, by showing, no, in this space, you don't have to hold on so tight to what you think is 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 who you should be. You get to just you get to just open up and, and, and allow whatever comes up to move through you. 
and sometimes it can be scary. Like, you know, sometimes I know you've been like scared by anger that, or, or, or no, it was, it was another, I remember the, the, um, the woman that you were talking about in a past, um, podcast, she was scared by the anger that she felt. But when, when you are surrounded by other people who are, are also kind of committing to just showing up and letting things move through them, then you feel like it's okay. I can do this. I can do this work. I can do this work. And that's the beauty again of Ula because it takes a village. It takes a tribe. It takes not just the instructor, the instructor models for us, but then suddenly you have these great ambassadors. Yes. These participants and they also start leading Mm -hmm. um, because that's how great leadership works right it's not just someone way up on the top on the top of the mountain they might get blown off Mm -hmm. it's a great leader stands on the shoulders of those all around them they're all lifted up we are all lifted up in that moment and Mm -hmm. so that's also uh, in ULA class I think in terms of using the movement and using the equality of everybody in there like Mm -hmm. we are all here but do you really think that if you never as an instructor model what that looks like that your class is going to get there without you doing it no 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 good point you need to model for the class and then you get these great participants yes but you have to be the first one to model it you have to be you have to be the uh you have to be the um the sailor on the canoe you're the you're the captain on the canoe totally and then a good captain on the canoe of course is like he starts to entrust he models okay you do the ropes here you do the rudder back here. I'm going to show you how to do it. And then a great canoe voyage is all about trust, de- developing that rapport, developing that you're going to do this and you're going to do that. And then suddenly off we go right on this incredible yes. journey. But it does take a leader first to, sh- to model that. It does take a leader. Yep, that's exactly right. She's right. Well, I just mean, you know, and, and yes, like when you think about us as a, as a, as a tribe, yes, yes, of course. But I think we also have to break it down to just the, like, let's say you have a brand new participant coming to your class and they've never heard of Ula before. If their, if their instructor isn't modeling this, chances are 99% chance they're not going to know that they can do that. No, they're not going to know. That's exactly right. You need to have the leader in the tribe, but I think the more you develop your tribe, the better, oh, yeah. the better it gets. I mean, you guys should take Bernice's class. She literally walks around the entire class. She just yells at people because she's in, <laughs> she's entrusted them so much. <laughs> you guys are good at sailing. Come on, <laughs> you got this. <laughs> but it's yeah, it's it's and it does. This is the part. This is the piece of community. Mm. It is the piece Huge of community piece that of community. that makes this happen, and it can't just be the instructor because that's not an energy share. It's not it's it's not a cyclical recipro- reciprocated thing. It's just it's just from the instructor. So when we get this 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 joining of energy, that's when you you really feel that magic thing happen in an ULA class. That's a, such but a it's good also point. A, a commitment from the individual to say I. I'm not going to be afraid of this today. Yes. I'm not going to be afraid to make a noise that I don't know how it's going to sound when it comes out of my mouth. Yes. I'm not going to be afraid if I do the wrong step. I'm not going to be afraid to take off my shirt and and expose myself. I'm not going to be afraid to to scream this lyric that has a lot of meaning in my life right now. And I think when we all kind of make this personal commitment in a communal space, that is, that's really, that's, that's really deep, like tribe work. Oh, that is, that's phenomenal work. It really is. Phenomenal work. And again, 
And I think that's why this, this tribe is so special because I feel like it's so many individuals who have kind of said, yeah, I'll do it. And you know what? Some people don't want to, and that's fine too, but that's I think okay. in a way they kind of like I it. think they want to. <laughs> Maybe they don't want to do it yet themselves. They might be slightly defended, which is okay. I'm like that too, but, you know, eventually, you know, it's kind of like I said something to my husband, or my husband was saying something to one of our kids. He's like, he wasn't even listening. And I'm like, you know, he probably wasn't, but sometimes five years down the road, you're going to remember what that person said, and you're mm-hmm. going to be like, oh, yeah. I do need that right now. Mm-hmm. So really, that's the point. It may not be right now. It might be in a year from now. It might be in two years from now. But we're going to still keep doing the work. Mm-hmm. We're going to still keep saying what I, we need to this say. This is the only reason I can keep doing ULA is because I like this deep work. But I also do have to recognize that not everyone is going to be there for the deeper work. Like, I talked at this um, this um, Pursue Your Passion, um, this um, end-of-the-year ceremony, and I, and I spoke about ULA and I was just talking about the the deeper stuff that I like about Ula. And then afterwards, she came up to me and she gave me, she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Can I give you a hug? And I was like, yeah, of course. And she's like, um, Ula hasn't changed my life, but I loved Ula. It's so fun. And I thought, see right there, Keely, perfect example. It doesn't have, it, 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 we, Ula will meet you wherever you're at. How about Good that? Point. Ula will meet you Love wherever that. you're at in your life. And if if something happens and if you need to process or if you need to go to that to that space, Ula's there for you. If you want to just come and dance and have fun, Ula's there for you. But ultimately, I think we are, without even knowing it, we are creating a dance between the mind and the body. We are allowing things that feel stuck or stagnant in our lives to move and to and to become free and to release like this stuff is it's happening even at a subconscious level it is it really is yeah and I think that is another reason why Ula is successful because people may people may but you don't even have to know this stuff is happening you don't no, have to know you don't even have to know you can just enjoy you can it just you have, just have a fun. great time and just have fun moving your bodies like you used to when you were a kid sometimes that's all that matters yes that we just have a time and a place where we can move around and it's okay this book we've referenced several times now um, your body or the body is not an apology um, I, I just I'm reminded again and I think we've mentioned it here but I'm just reminded how she says children move their bodies out of pleasure and adults often move their bodies out of obligation or out of um, shame and I think what Ula helps us do is it helps us experience moving our body in pleasurable ways again And, and if that can even just be what Ula can do for someone, then that's, that's amazing. Oh my right gosh, there. that's a huge, that's a really, really big thing. Yeah, it is. So whatever your reason is for doing Ula, or if you don't do Ula and you want to try it, you know, it, it can be whatever you need it to be. That's and such that's, a good point. That's, I, I think that's why it works as well, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, there's many, there's many avenues to access in Ula, I think, yeah. depending on what I you need. I thought you were going to say, many ways to the mountain. I was going to, but I changed it. <laughs> ah, dang it. How good is that? <laughs> many avenues to access. We love you guys. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for moving. Thanks for being a part of this tribe. We love you guys. And thanks for inspiring us. Thank Absolutely. you for inspiring us. It really is. It's a gift. Mwah. Mwah. 